to another episode of the Two Shots Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Garcia. And on today's episode, we're going to be joined by our very special guest. We're going to be joined by the Spurs lead, by the Spurs zone, should I say, lead writer, Jeff Garcia, who is also associated with Fox 29 San Antonio and News 4 San Antonio. So, Jeff, welcome again to the Two Shots Podcast. It's been quite some time since we had you on. It sure has, but thanks for the invite, and let's get to it, buddy. Yeah, so what me and Jeff are going to talk about is we're going to talk about the Spurs' woes yet again. You know, the Spurs, they dropped one to the L.A. Clippers, you know, and they looked every bit as bad as we thought they were. The Spurs just couldn't get it going defensively. We had too much Marco Beninelli, too much Bryn Forbes, too much LMA, not enough Jakob, not enough Lonnie. And we didn't really see a whole lot of one DeJounte White. I mean, DeJounte, <laughs> Derek White, and DeJounte, DeJounte Murray. White. <laughs> <laughs> see what I'm doing? I made a hybrid. <laughs> no, because that's how much you want to see them two on the court at the same time. Yes, exactly, man. We want to see them on the court. But we have yet to see them play heavy minutes together. They They spend some time out there. But near, not near as much time as we Spurs fans would like to see. So we'll dive in here, Jeff, and get your take. What's going on with this team? Because they're up and down all the time. They're not consistent defensively. And then Coach Pop puts in these rotations that just pretty much confuse us all. You know, the rotations that he has out there are just underperforming. And we think as Spurs fans from the outside looking in, that that's part of the the issues are these rotations that are really not doing anything productive. So with that said, Jeff, what are your observations? As far as why they're not being productive, is that yeah, what you're basically, to get at? Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, um, basically they're not being productive um, simply because they can never be consistent. They can never have the right lineups, and they tend to squander leads. This is a team that on paper should be better than what they are. On paper, they should be one of the better teams in the West. I'm not saying they're they're gonna be chasing titles, but they, they should not they should be hovering around six, seven, or eight. At the end of the day, what you're seeing right now, Joe, is just the byproduct of how the roster was made. You have players who don't play defense that well. You're seeing the ramifications of losing Kawhi, losing Danny Green, losing Kyle Anderson. Those type of players did it on both ends of the court. We know what Kawhi Leonard definitely can do, but to a certain degree, Kyle Leonard, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, Kyle, uh, Kyle Anderson. Look at me now, I'm trying to merge players. <laughs> Kyle uh, Anderson, he uh, you know, played well on both ends of the court for the Spurs, but he left to Memphis uh, in the free agency. And, of course, Danny Green was part of the trade. So what you have here now is a byproduct of that Kawhi Leonard trade and just – getting players that don't fit. You can't have LMA and DeMar DeRozan on the court at the same time, especially in crunch time, because they can't, their game or so, their game, their offensive game is so one-sided. It's just very one-dimensional. We know DeMar is going to love that mid-range, so if he wants to take a three, defense is going to slack a bit. LMA, same thing. He ain't. He's not a three-point threat, but... We know he's going to do pump fake, post move, fade away. Pump fake, post move, fade away. They're too predictable. But what you got now is just chaos. You got chaos everywhere. 
you have certain players that if they were fitting in in the starting lineup and getting more minutes, they could possibly help the team. Malcolm Pirtle, uh, he you know he plays great for a good stretch of games, and then he gets relegated to the bench again. Uh, Lonnie Walker has a coming out party versus Houston, 28 points, and leads the comeback, and then gets relegated to the bench again. That kind of stuff that Pop does doesn't help this team this season. So you get the record they have now. You get a win here and a loss there, a loss here and a two games here, and they lose and then a loss here. You can see in their numbers, Joe, they're just inconsistent. The last two games, last winning streak they had was a two-game winning streak versus Houston and Sacramento in overtime, and that's it. They've been win-loss, 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 win-loss. That win-loss since the last two-game winning streak tells you they're not consistent enough to get strings of wins going, and you're going to get a mediocre team. Yeah, we've seen mediocrity, and you know, speaking of that, let's go ahead and point out some of the the stats from yesterday's game against the the Clippers. So we're seeing one Demar Derozan. He had 24 points on the night. Lamarcus Aldridge, he had 12. Trey Lyles, he played 13 minutes, 34 seconds, had zero points, one assist, four rebounds. Bryn Forbes played a little over 19 minutes. Played 19 minutes, 28 seconds. And while he was out there, he only scored five points. You know, he had one rebound and one turnover. DeJounte Murray, 23 minutes, 32 seconds. He had 10 points, six assists, and five rebounds. You know, so our starting five, out of those starting five, one one of the things that really stands out at me is the inconsistency from from Bryn Forbes specifically. If Bryn Forbes isn't scoring, he's a liability. Defensively, he's an undersized shooting guard. So like I said, you know, before he's it's no fault of his own. He the guy tries really hard to play defense, but he can't grow grow three inches overnight. You know, he, the fact is he's just yeah. an undersized shooting guard. So if yeah. he's not giving you production as far as knocking down shots, knocking down threes, he needs to be pulled out of the game, you know, because he's a streaky okay. shooter. So it begs the question, Jeff, are our starting five out there just aren't cutting it? And we can see this from the start of the season up until now. It's up and down, up and down, up and down. We need some more consistency. My thing is I would like to see one Derek White in the game playing alongside DeJounte Murray, because I think that would give the Spurs a better defensive presence. While they might lose something a little bit as far as their offensive shooting, you know, goes as far as their production, they would gain that or make it back up on defense because defense will transition into offense. So that's my observation. My thing is, do you think it's time for Bryn Forbes to be taken out of the starting lineup and just come off the bench from here on out? You know what? If that's going to do it, then fine, do it. Yes, uh, if that's a move the Spurs can make and Popovich can do, why not do it? Um, at this point of the season, Joe, and considering their record and how they've been playing, yeah, do that. Well, here, here's something else you can do. Have Pirtle play a lot more minutes. Here's something you can do. Break up DeMar and LMA. I mean, but are you going to tell LMA or DeMar, one of those guys, okay, you got to go to the bench? Whew, that's that's going to be t- tough. Um, they don't work together uh, because defenses can key off their 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 uh, what they what they don't do, their deficiencies on the on the court. 
Um, yeah. White and Murray make sense. You have an athletic young guard. He can slash at the rim, that being uh, Murray. Then you have a very poised uh, a guy who's a little better shooting the ball and who's been with the team longer as far as running the team. Remember last year, Murray lost the season. So why not put the, those two guys out there together? It makes sense to me. So there's so many things that the coaches have can do, but will they do it? And if they do do it, is it too late? Is it too soon? Too late? Because that's the problem. They're fortunate enough that the West bottom half is weak, and a sub 500 record may get you in this season. But then there's the rub. You make the postseason and get yourself an, an okay draft spot, or miss completely and get yourself a better draft spot, because they have to rebuild. That has to be on their mind. If we're sitting here still having the discussion right before the All-Star break, Joe. I mean, by that time, they should be ready in full rebuild mode. And I'm talking bring in Keldon, bring in Luca, bring in Weatherspoon, um, play Lonnie more, see, dangle LMA or Damar out there. Who wants to bite? So, yeah, they, they really seriously got to think about changing things up in any way. Yeah, and, you know, here's the thing, though. I've heard, I've heard the chatter on Spurs Twitter. You know, you have a lot of fans currently right now that are, are calling for Coach Pop. You know, what's wrong with him? Yeah. Some have even gone far as said, let's go ahead and fire Coach Pop and let's just have Becky and Tim coach the team. And my rebuttal to that is, maybe Coach Pop really knows something that we don't. Because he sees this yeah. team, and he's seen this team since training camp. He's seen the summer league play. He's He knows what's going on out there. Maybe he's tried some of these lineups during practice, and they're just not working. You know, the the lineups that we're clamoring for, that we're saying, we need mm -hmm. to see more of this, we need to see more of that, and it's going to fix everything. We don't know if that's really going to happen, because we really haven't seen that, for one. But at this juncture, I, I kind of understand where Spurs fans are coming from, because I kind of feel the same way. If it's not working, try something new. You can't hope to keep on putting out the same lineup, the same rotation out there, night in and night out, and hope that it's going to get better. Because so far, it hasn't worked. So you got to switch something up. You got to change something. Two, a lot of the Spurs fans are saying, let's go ahead and have Becky coach the team, like I had said. But yep. we don't know if she's even ready yet. We don't know what's going to really happen if, in fact, she does take over and becomes the next Spurs head coach. While it would be groundbreaking and making NBA history, we really don't know, is she ready yet? That's a big question mark. Maybe the next Spurs head coach won't even come from within. It might not be Timmy. It might not be Becky. Who's to say they might go outside and get another coach, you know, from somewhere else and have them go ahead and lead the team because they feel that maybe Becky might not be ready. There's a lot of question marks when it comes to, I guess, trying to say, hey, let's get Coach Pop out. Let's go ahead and insert this person and everything's going to get better. We really don't know. We're just frustrated. And I think it's just us as Spurs fans looking to try to find a fix for the team, you know? And, and what I'm saying is I think we should just go ahead and write, write it out with coach pop at the helm. That's not going to change. They're not going to fire him tomorrow, Jeff. Right. None of yeah, that's going to happen. We, he's going to be coaching the team for the rest of the season. And we have him through next season, I believe as well. So the fire coach pop and that, that, that talk needs to stop, but we can go ahead and question what they're doing out there on the court. 
you know. And one right. of the things that I'd like to bring up to you is one Lonnie Walker. You know, Jeff, we have a lot of Spurs fans that are always wanting Lonnie to get more minutes, more so, you know, than Marco Beninelli, which <laughs> is complete ass out there on the court from the defensive <laughs> end. You know, I, I've nicknamed him Baloney because I, I hate seeing Baloney. him out there. He's, his new nickname is Baloney. You see Marco Beninelli, just picture a package of Oscar Mayer Baloney. You know, that's, that's Marco Beninelli in a nutshell. So my question to you is, should Lonnie Walker get that playing time that Marco Beninelli is eating up? And, and are Spurs fans correct in, a, in getting upset that Lonnie's not getting more time? Yeah, Spurs fans are correct. It makes sense because, look, Bellinelli is too one-dimensional. If he's not knocking down his three-point shot, well, then he's not going to give you assists. He's not going to give you rebounds. He's not going to give you steals. He's not going to give you defense. He's not a good facilitator. The list goes on and on. So with Lonnie, it's possible he could be the reverse. If he's having a bad shooting night, then fine. But you know he's going to bring the defense. But you know he's going to give out the hustle. But you know he's going to bring that athleticism, break down defenses. So you get more positives than negatives when you do with Bellinelli. He Pop needs to really consider either just burying Bellinelli on that, on that bench or waving him. But the problem is you're talking about Popovich who's in love with vets. He comes from the Don Nelson tree. The Don Nelson tree did the exact same thing when Pop was an assistant in Golden State. Play the veterans, play the veterans. That's what Don Nelson preached. And you're seeing that this year, well, in his, his, his history as, as a Spurs head coach. Michael Finley got more minutes over Mono Ginobili. Pal Gasol got tons of minutes. Uh, Terry Porter got tons of minutes over uh, Tony Parker. That just shows you that as a younger player, you have to really prove that you're ready. And Pop, it just takes a long time for him to cave in and say, okay, Lonnie, you are now part of the regular rotation. You're going to get a solid 22, 25 minutes a game. It, it takes a lot. You have to either get Tim Duncan level, which none of the players are, Mono Ginobili level, which none of the players are, or Tony Parker levels, none of the players are. He cannot, he, you know, the way he berated Tony Parker, which he asked for forgiveness during his retirement, uh, Jersey retirement night. I don't know if he could get away with that with this year's, uh, this new generation of NBA players. And here's the thing, too. Um, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. LMA and DeMar DeRozan, they're set in their ways now. They are who they are as a player. They're not going to get better now. I do give credit to uh, DeMar for becoming a better facilitator. So at least he's showing something. But all in all, you know, they are who they are. And the Spurs are stuck with them unless they do something uh, with them. Uh, the only way Ilani's going to get better is if he gets minutes. How can he get minutes if it's one day X amount and the next day it's buried on the bench? So, I, I mean – it's there's so many changes. I mean, pick a pick a position, pick a situation, pick a lineup, pick a personnel, and you can say, okay, yeah, the Spurs can do this. They can do this. They can do this. It's that much of fixing that needs to happen in San Antonio. Yeah, you know, another thing that I'd like to bring up too. One of the things that's really bothered a lot of Spurs fans, including myself, why aren't we seeing more of Damari Carroll? I believe Damari Carroll yep. was brought in. Because he can play defense, and he can also knock down three-pointers. 
you know, mm-hmm. every now and then. If the guy is open, he has a good look, he's going to go ahead and let it fly. You know, and to me, he's more of an asset from the defensive standpoint than one Marco Beninelli. If Pop wants mm-hmm. to go with veterans, why aren't you playing Demari Carroll more over Marco Beninelli? You know, if you think Lonnie Walker's not ready for whatever reason or, you know, you you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket yet with with Lonnie, you know, then then play Damari mm-hmm. Carroll. You know, let Damari per- Carroll get some minutes in that rotation. Have Marco Beninelli delegated to the bench. And if you need someone to back up Damari Carroll, insert one Lonnie Walker. To me, that makes more sense. But unfortunately, we have yet to see Damari Carroll have any type of, you know, rotate get set in the rotation was what I'm saying. What what do you think mm-hmm. what do you think that is coming from? You know, when will we ever see him get into the rotation? Because it's just a big question mark and it it's just really perplexing everybody here in, in San Antonio. We don't understand why isn't he getting more playing time? You got me. I mean, like Popovich has openly said that it's simply because he hasn't understood the system yet. I mean, he's a veteran. I mean, what more do you need to teach him? They didn't. They didn't take this approach with Rudy Gay when he came. Um, they yeah, it took a little adjustment, but they threw him right in the fire immediately. Uh, same thing with LMA and Demar Derozan. Um, I don't understand. Here's a guy who's a three and D who can help the Spurs, especially on defense, and they're not. It pops not giving him run. It maybe he's expressed he doesn't want to be in San Antonio. Maybe he's expressed that, hey, when it's time to do some trades, put my name out there. But kudos to him, he's being professional about it. He isn't making waves, and he's just going about his business. So hat tip to Damari. Joe, on paper, there are certain ways to not only implement Damari and other players to make a good team on the court. Good starting five, but Pop won't do it. And he's going to be with his starting five. He's going to run with it until it breaks. And it's getting close to being broken. If not, it's already there. Yeah, that's true. Because the Spurs already have played a, a total of 28 games on the season. 28, 27 games. I believe right now they currently have 54 games left on this 82-game NBA season. So it means that, in layman's terms, we're more than a quarter of a way into the season. And we do have... January and February coming up, and we all know what that means. That means that we're getting closer to the rodeo road trip, and we're also getting closer to that NBA All-Star break. So <laughs> the the way that this team is currently constructed, Jeff, the production that we've seen out of them thus far into the season, it tells us all the same thing. Everybody's seen it. This team, for a lack of a better term, is not going to get any better. They're going to be who they are right now. Mm-hmm. If they keep on winning one, lose three, win one, lose four, they're on track to win anywhere from 29 to 30 games. And mm-hmm. the Spurs, as I have told you before, as currently constructed, are a lottery team. So that begs the question, which I'm going to ask you right now. Should Spurs fans not expect for this team to turn things around? And should they face the hard facts? Is this team just going to be a lottery team? Are they going to just, you know, may barely be maybe winning 30 games and we're going to miss the playoffs finally for the first time in 20-something years, Jeff? 
Is is that what we have to look forward to? Yeah, I think it is. At least as far as this season is concerned, there's a high chance this team's going to miss the playoffs. And in my opinion, that's a good thing. They need a reset. They need a, you know, have a full and complete summer to reevaluate things. Uh, uh, new GM Brian Wright could also use that time as well. We'll know the future of Popovich. You know, he has the Olympic Games. He's going to call it a day after the season and retire from the game. We don't know. What about DeMar DeRozan? You know, is he going to be a spur or not? Is he going to pick up his player option or not? Are the Spurs going to lose him for nothing in free agency or not? They need that time. They need a reset. And and I think that's healthy for this team. Uh, missing the playoffs is not you know, a catastrophe. They did it for 22 seasons. So, you know, there's that. That's a big accomplishment. But a reset, a new path, a new outline, and what direction to go, I think is needed for this team. By now, they, they can't be blind to know the way the roster is made right now is not working. So, um, yeah, and if they don't, if they still want to do that postseason. And I don't think the T word is on their mind, that being tank. I, I just don't think Popovich and DeMar and LMA are, you know, there's are veterans of the game. And I said, yeah, we're going to tank. I don't think LMA or DeMar want to be a part of a tank job slash rebuild job in their their stage of the career but if they make the playoffs then they they become that mediocre team that gives you a first round exit and that's it gives you a first round exit and that's it you got to be either really bad or really good to survive in the nba yeah and that's that's what's disheartening right now is that a lot of spurs fans the newer fans as we have alluded to aren't aren't really used to this rebuilding phase that we're in there are fans that are, you know, maybe Spurs fans that just started being Spurs fans when they had Tim Duncan and Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili out on the co- on the court together, and they saw the the advent of the beautiful game, and uh, you know, in 2014 when the Spurs went on to win the you know NBA championship, and everybody saw that passing game and how how good it looked, and you know, we had many documentaries, you know, we had Magic Johnson talking about how the beautiful game you know, was for the Spurs and look at how they passed the ball. Look at this is team basketball. This is old school basketball getting it done. Those days are gone. You know, we're in a Uh new era right now where we're transitioning from the Tim Duncan era, you know, to this new era. So what I'm getting at is even though that this season is on a downward spiral, we do have some things that we can look at that are positives, even though that the season isn't panning out the way that we like. We do have some young guys out there that that show promise in Lonnie Walker and Derek White, DeJounte Murray, you know, Jakob Portal. But more importantly, our future is over at the G League with the Austin Spurs right now. We have yeah. some really good talent out there in Keldon Johnson, Quindary Weatherspoon, Luka Samanich, you know, and they're promising, Jeff. I, I think that this team will get back there again, but it's probably going to be a long journey. And right now, Spurs fans are looking for something to give them hope. And that's, right. that's what I'm telling them. Hope is over in the G League. If you haven't seen a G League game with these with these current stars in the making, you have to check it out because these young guys show promise. And you know better than anybody how good Keldon can be, Luka Samanich, you know, Quindary Weatherspoon. Tell the fans what you've seen from these young players thus far in the G League. 
Yeah, there's a lot of promise. And uh, you have to really couch this, that this is the G League. Uh, you could pretty much take whatever they're averaging and maybe cut it in half, and that'll be the NBA standard. But what you're seeing out of – I'll start with Weatherspoon. You're seeing – and by the way, the Spurs recently just updated their injury report versus Memphis. No injuries, uh, but they did list – only the rookies, Samonic and Johnson, are in Austin. They did not say Weatherspoon was in Austin, so he likely got called. We got recalled. Um, so, and again, don't read into that. He's going to be buried on the bench. So there's that. <laughs> um, so Weatherspoon, speaking of him, yes, back on track here. Weatherspoon, um, steady, giving you double-digit figure scoring, but nothing. No 20 point, like 15, 14. About five assists, six rebounds, very steady, steady shooting, high 40s. You'd like to see out of that. He still struggles from the three-point line, but hey, you know, it is what it is. He's doing very well. Now, the standout is Kelton Johnson, really good uh, player on both ends of the court. Can still uh, need a little help from Chip England, three-point shot, struggles from the three, but he's been really working on it. He had a couple in the last game uh, versus Capital City at the uh, G League Showcase. Uh, he's a big kid. Uh, he can use that body and he absorbs contact and he's passionate. He'll yell. He'll get feisty. You'll like the fire on him. So Monich, same thing. He's like a double, double machine for Austin. There's probably not a game where it doesn't go by or you're not reading the, the box score saying, Oh, he had another double, double. That's just always standard. Uh, he did have an off night versus capital city, uh, uh, single digit scoring, uh, really struggled, but he's, he's got to remember these are kids. These are 19, 20-year-old kids. The game will come to them. All in all, the future does look bright for the Spurs. The problem is, will they get playing time? Are uh, they going to be stashed there forever? You know, another season next year of them, them grooming in Boston, or are they going to come to San Antonio and really flourish? Yeah, that's. but, you know, the thing is, at least we have that to look forward to. Even though the Spurs right now, they're going to probably be on this downside of, of, of what we're expected, expecting them to do. You know, more than yeah. likely, they're, we're forecasting at this point. We don't know for sure, but from all indications, it looks like this team is going to miss the playoffs. It looks like this team, like I said, is going to probably be somewhere in the 29-30 win, win range, and I don't think that's good enough to get you a top 10 pick, but they might get no. an 11, 12, 13. Maybe they might even, you know, 14, Which 15. Which is fine. Yeah. Which is good. But, you know, the thing is, that even though they, they might get in those, you know, the later picks, you know, 14, 15, there's still a lot of talent out there. We even saw that in last year's draft. We saw some players fall down that we thought, hey, they were going to go maybe be the top five picks and they were still available uh, when the Spurs were making selections. So who knows? I mean, we could get lucky and get a really good player at that 13th, 14th pick or even 15th pick. So there's still promise there for us. It's going to take a while. So I think patience here is the key uh, to the rest of the season. We're just going to have to roll with what we got. And regardless of how bad we want change to happen, it's really not up to us. That's going to have to be yeah. done by the coaching staff and coach pop and, more than likely, we're going to still see the same rotations that aren't really working out there. And it's I think it's really frustrating to Spurs fans because they they love Coach Pop, but they hate how stubborn he can be at times. And I'm in that boat. I love me some Coach Pop. 
But it, it, it really frustrates the heck out of us because he is so stubborn. But you know what? That's what's worked for him for the last 20 plus years. So can we really blame him for sticking to his guns? I don't think we can, Jeff. I think he is who he is. And like I said, Spurs fans, they're just going to have to be patient. But patience is in, in, sh in such short supply with these fans. I mean, you've seen the same things I have, Jeff. Spurs Twitter is mm -hmm. toxic, man. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. I mean, these fans really go after one another. And I'm like, look, we're all rooting for the same team. There's no need for everyone to start just because you don't agree with somebody. Doesn't mean you have to just like belittle them and, and break them down. I mean, it's okay to disagree, but we're still rooting for the same team. So <laughs> I, I don't understand the toxicity with Spurs Twitter. That's why I kind of stay away from it a little bit. I'll only talk. Well, I'll tell you what it's coming <laughs> from. You're, you're, it's coming from players. I mean, fans that grew up in the in the big three era titles True. playoff runs you're seeing that there's there's a high standard you and i joe you're old enough to remember the spurs playing in the hemisphere arena yeah i was we at the games the yeah we i mean we, we suffered through a 21 win season there was that that happened um so for me this is and for you likely this is nothing this is a, another season and they'll understand that NBA and teams go through cycles. They're going to go. Uh, they're going to be a peak, one one era, and then they're going to come down another era. I guess a good okay. example of that is the Warriors right now because of injury. Exactly, injury, uh, trades. They lost, but well, not trades. But in this case, they lost uh, Durant. Well, I guess it was a trade. They fixed a trade to get him over there. And um, at the end of the day, look, this is just a cycle of life in the NBA. Look at the Kings. The Kings were on top of the world during the early 2000s, you know, fighting against uh, the Lakers and the uh, Western Conference Finals, only to, you know, come back down to reality for a while. They drafted well, and now they're on an upward swing. Look at Dallas. Dallas went from winning a title with Dirk to then coming down to earth, and then they're going to come back up. Now they got Porzingis and Doncic. It happens. The Spurs went through it. I witnessed it. You witnessed it. There was Dominique Wilkins, Vinny Johnson, were your best players for a season. The microwave Vinny Johnson. I remember yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. And guess what? The Spurs got lucky. They got in the draft. They drafted well. Sean Elliott, obviously Tim Duncan, uh, Tony Parker, Monte Ginobili, and they became a powerhouse. It's just a cycle. Uh, and you're right. The toxicity level for Spurs fans is, is is out of control. I mean, I've seen physical threats, you know, at one another. Um, I don't like it. I'm a bit embarrassed. Uh, I, I really stay out of it. I'd rather talk about Darth Vader and aliens and, and, and <laughs> superheroes exactly. than, get involved, than get involved in uh, Spurs fandom right now at its peak toxicity. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's a shame. Because they shouldn't be going at their throats. Uh, it's so much infighting. Um, you just got to let it cool. I mean, it's got to the point where, you know, they drug in, they dragged in some of my guys that write with me at Spurs Zone into the whole mess. And, you know, that caused issues. So, um, all in all, it's just a bad time in Spurs land. Hopefully, things will get better. And I think Spurs fans have to understand that this is just a normal cycle for NBA teams. Yeah, but, you know, the season isn't all lost. I mean, we still have 54 games. Right. Anything can yeah. happen. They maybe they figure things out and 
we look like clowns at the end of the day. They're like, well, remember what you said, Joe, that the team was only going to win 20 or 30, 29 or 30 games. I hope I'm oh, wrong. Yeah, they'll, 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 they'll throw that back in your face. Yeah. And I they'll, hope they'll I'm throw wrong. In your face. So yeah. be ready for that. If they, if the Spurs change things around. Yeah. And I hope I'm wrong. I'd hate to be right on that, but from everything that we've seen, I'm just saying, I mean, this is a real possibility. I, I really hope the team gets it together and they figure things out and they, make a run and hopefully you know they they satisfy everybody and they make the playoffs but even if they make the playoffs as you alluded to jeff they're gonna make it as a seventh or eighth seed get knocked knocked out the first round again it's just good it's gonna be a short trip so you might want to go ahead and get your vacation plans in order mm-hmm. <laughs> you know because the, the but i really hope the spurs don't make the playoffs only because i need they need a reset if it continues yeah. on this path not because i don't want them to have success or you know, you know, have a puncher's chance in the postseason. I just think this team needs a reset, and I think it needs to look in the mirror. And I think a long summer will help. Yeah, I think so too, man. It's it's going to be a long season. I've I've never had to experience this in quite some time. You know, to the degree that we're seeing, even when the team wasn't performing well, and they had twenty one wins, or you know, when the, the David Robinson era, when David came around. And they were getting bounced in the first round. They they sometimes, you know, they looked like they were very promising. They're going to go all the way. And they mm-hmm. just, just couldn't get over the hump. It was disappointing. But adversity really sh- uh, taught this team something, especially with David. And then David got help with Timmy. And then lo and behold, yeah. the draft came. And we started drafting people like the likes of Tony Parker, Man- Manu yeah. Ginobili. And all of Even a sudden, making a trade for Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, I mean they 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 make moves. Yeah, yeah. George Hill. It happened in the draft. Yeah, and all of a sudden they got better, and then they started going out there and winning championships. So I think that cycle will repeat itself as far as them getting better and being in that conversation once again. But it's going to take some time. I think we're right now looking at maybe three to four years out before we start seeing what this team really can do. You know? Well, and again, speaking of Leonard, this is the byproduct of losing Leonard. You build a team around yep. Leonard, and he bolts, and you're left with these pieces that don't fit. So yep. that's what you're seeing, too. Yeah, and then Spurs fans <laughs> have gone on to say, we got rid of Davis Bertans for nothing. Look at how well he's doing over, you know, playing with the 76ers. If we just had Davis Bertans on this team, the team would be so much better. We don't know that. Davis could be inserted into the team, and they would still be on this track that they're on right now. You can see it clearly yeah. that this is almost the same exact exact team that we had last season. A- and the results aren't any better. So who's to say Davis was in here? Maybe they win one or two more games? Maybe? Right. You know? I mean, but... Yeah, he gives you... Yeah, but that, that also depends that if he's getting those kind of minutes that he's getting in Washington. Yeah. He didn't get... Well, he didn't get those minutes like in Washington. And, of course, there was, you know, the, the, the fact that he didn't play that great in the postseason. He went ice cold. Uh, so maybe they didn't really think that he can do what he's doing in all Washington. Nevertheless, you, you stick with it. You give him the minutes and maybe they'll flourish. Yeah, you know, but it, it's it's one of those things that happens. Yes, we lost Davis or nothing because, you know, we had somebody renege on a contract. It happens. Part of the process. And you don't never want to be on that receiving end like we the san antonio spurs were on but it happens you know just just look at what happened with with the dallas mavericks and the clippers a few years back with deandre jordan i mean they went Mm -hmm. through that too you know but they didn't lose anybody it's just 
You counted on this player to come, and last minute they had a change of heart. It happens. Tim Duncan did that to the Orlando Magic. You know, yep. he, he agreed. He shook hands. I'm going to come over here. Then in the last minute, you know, they had David Robinson come out here, talked him out of it, said, nah, I'm going to stay here in San Antonio. Well, it happens, mm -hmm. you know, but we just have to have the faith. You know, the Spurs system and the culture are still in place here. It's just we need some personnel around these younger players to really, you know, we can start seeing them be like the Spurs team that we're used to. But it's patience, guys. We have to have the patience. So with that said, Jeff, we're going to go ahead and bring it to a close here. We gave you our, our insights into what's going on with the current state of the Spurs right now. But if you'd like to know more about the Spurs and you'd like to see some great Spurs content, go ahead and check out the Spurs Zone. And Jeff, go ahead and let them know where they can see all the great stuff you guys got, you know, cranking out. Uh, Spurs Zone, News 4 San Antonio, Fox 29, SanAntonio.com. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Jeff G Spurs Zone. That's probably the best way to see all the content that's uh, churned out daily. And um, subscribe to Locked On Spurs. And uh, Joe's a frequent guest there, and as well as many other uh, personalities in the San Antonio media industry. Sports media industry, that is. So go check it out. News for San Antonio, Fox 29 San Antonio. And subscribe to Locked On Spurs, wherever you find your favorite podcast. Yeah, and you can also, you know, find us on social media as well at Two Shots Podcast. And it's all spelled out T-W-O-S-H-O-T-S Podcast. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Make sure you go and check out our YouTube channel where you can see the backlog of videos that we have, in fact, created. And some of those are going to be some Spurs game recap shows that we have occurring uh, about every other game. So go ahead and check that out. It's in partnership with Project Spurs. It's called the Spurs Takeover, and they're available exclusively at the Two Shots Podcast YouTube page, our YouTube channel. So go ahead and make sure to subscribe and, you know, follow us over there. So for Jeff Garcia, I'm Joe Garcia. Thank you for tuning in and listening to another episode of the Two Shots Podcast. And like we always say, spread the love, stop the hate, and be kind. We're out. Peace. <laughs>